I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, I'm not well. A period that could kill. We get hands-on with health. Gravestone bake-offs and leftovers are deadly. (laughs) All right. That's sweet. Yeah, this is... um, I feel like this is going to be a uh, bit of a longer episode, maybe. You know, I, perhaps. I, I, I find oftentimes during the introduction, you'll say something that like immediately Sparks connects a, connects yeah. with me. Um, and you ended by saying leftovers, leftovers are, are deadly. Dead. Deadly. Yeah. yeah. And so they are, dude. So fucking deadly. Something that will I will get to at the end of this conversation. However, I just want to say up front, I hate leftovers. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck leftovers, leftovers dude. Suck. Leftovers fucking suck. <laughs> and I, I've got a story here that'll make uh, that that <laughs> hopefully will change someone else's tune out there. If because if they just saw us do that high five and say leftovers suck, and they thought, you know what? No, you suck. Well, wait till the end of the episode, and maybe Sweet. you'll find out why leftovers actually not good you're gonna want to stick around yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we plan that um so uh how do we well first thing i want to i want to start this whole thing off first by saying a little sort of like fun announcement our good friend jody carrington who's been on the show a couple of times we've gone to see her speak during her book tour we become very we become very good friends with jody and and their team she's amazing uh, she her, is. her team is amazing. Yeah. Jody's amazing. Uh, big shout out to Marty. Big shout out to Jody and all uh, all the rest. Um, Jody has a new podcast that is just about to launch. And as you are listening to this right now, you can go listen to the trailer. The podcast is called Everybody Comes From Somewhere. And everyone comes from somewhere. Everyone comes from somewhere. Same. Same thing, you know? same, 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 same thing, same thing. It isn't the same though, so search it up correctly. <laughs> Everyone comes from somewhere, and uh, it's it's going to be. Um, I'm telling you, it's going to be like one of those shows that I think is going to change lives totally. And yeah. I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. That like, <laughs> you know, I, we've had people write us and say your show has changed our life, and and whenever I read that, I go. Oh, really? Whoa. <laughs> okay. Like, have you listened to other shows that exist? Because because there are some shows that are like actually life changing, and this uh, everyone comes from somewhere is going to be one of those. So go check it out. Go listen to the trailer, and you know, not to like fucking brag or anything, but we're producing it. So if you like what we do, uh, and and you want to hear someone do what we try to do way fucking better, uh, go listen to everyone comes from somewhere. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to say too is it, so there's two types of episodes. Um, one is Jody having conver- a conversation with a guest. Yeah. And then the, the second one is, is her just like speaking her mind or talking yeah. about, you know, some aspect of like, of like self love or, you know, whatever she thinks is important to share yeah. on that episode. And those solo episodes that she's recorded, I mean, they're like some of my favorite yeah. pieces of of like audio production I've I've ever listened it's good to. Stuff. And like yeah. just it, it's moving, it's funny, it's amazing. So not to like not to beat a dead horse, but yeah, go listen to the trailer and then listen to the show when it comes out next week, October fifth. Sweet. Uh, let's get into it today. Taylor's not with us. Uh, his daughter is just a, a bucket of disease coming <laughs> home from daycare and has spread, you know, the regular kid sickness to, to the, to the folks. So we're all going to be so sick for the next. So uh, I, I said off the top, months. I'm not well. And man, holy fuck. Let me tell you the last like couple of weeks, I, I want to give like a little sort of broad overview of like what's been going on in my life because I've been, I mean, people might start to hear it in a couple of, ep- I've, I've missed a few episodes that maybe have or have not aired yet. Um, I got back from Portugal 
And like my health just tanked. I think I had too much fun on vacation and I got home and my body was just like, yo, time to check out, bro. Um, Your body I, was actually like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. What were we doing before? Because that yeah. was sweet. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. why are back. we back here? So just, it was your body trying to protect Fuck. you from, from no longer being on vacation and telling you, you just, you need to go back on vacation. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I, there might be some truth to that. Um, I, I won't go into all of it, but there's, you know, cause there, it's, it's actually, it's actually quite overwhelming and, uh, and I'm, I feel like I'm dealing with a lot. Um, but the, and, and I'll probably get into some of that other stuff later. Um, as I, as I start to figure out what the fuck's going on with me. But one of the weird things that happened was I, and I, maybe I mentioned on the show before, but I had this, I, I developed this itch on my arm and the itch, there was no rash. It was just an itchy arm in like one spot. And like, it's not uncommon that in the past I've had like a couple tattoos get like a little itchy, but this was different. It was like raising the tattoo ink on my skin. It was really, really, really insanely itchy. The itch spread all across all my limbs. So, so both arms, both legs. You're making me itchy. My right butt now. cheeks. <laughs> um, but my torso was kind of fine. Nothing on my head and nothing in like some very, uh, very telling spaces, like between my fingers, my wrists, my ankles, armpits. So very quickly, this all spread over the span of like the, over, over the span of like a week and a half. And it went, and I'm talking like, if, if, if you are rating itch out of 10, 10 out of 10, this is like, this is itching so much scratching to the degree of tearing my skin apart. I, mean, I showed you my legs. My legs were like, they were just, they were just ripped. Apart. They're raw. Yeah. So I wake up in the middle of the night itching. And so we, I mean, we have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm putting, I'm putting on every, I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm using Benadryl cream, fucking gold bond cream, hydrocortisone. I'm taking reactin. I'm taking reactin with Zantac, which apparently is like a fucking like secret sauce in the <laughs> nursing world. <laughs> really? I told, I told one doctor, I was like, yeah, I tried Zantac with, I reacted Wait, what, with Zantac and the doctor is, went, whoa, you did that one too. What is Zantac? <laughs> Zantac's like a, like an antacid. Okay. And it's that's like, like, for a, like heartburn. that's like a, it's like a trick of the trade. I guess so. Type of thing. Yeah. So they're like, oh wow. Like you, you know your stuff. They were, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got like, I got bonus points. So I tried everything. Nothing worked. And Kira was not itchy. So we ruled out like bed bugs. We ruled out scabies because again, I wasn't having like, the, the markings of scabies, yep. scabies. So I was thinking, man, I don't know. Like maybe I have some sort of, you know, we've been talking about brain worms and shit on the, on the show. So I'm like, there <laughs> you got some sort of like gut worm, brain worm thing going. I thought maybe it was, I was like, fuck, maybe this is it. Maybe cancer got me, you know, like I, I was just going. And then, I, and then I was like, maybe it's tri, maybe I'm reacting to trichafta, which would be real. I mean, it'd be a bummer. That would be a really bad because then you would yeah. no longer be able to take it. I well, no, I would just take it and have to, Oh, just be itch. itchy forever. Yeah, for, I would. I would be itchy forever to take trichafta. Then right, of course. Okay, I'd probably I, I die thought, of staph infection before I would die of CF. <laughs> right, right. I thought. I thought maybe that, it, but but if they realized that you were having like some sort of maybe allergic reaction to it, would they not take you off probably, of it? They probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't that. It, well, we don't know. We still don't know. So okay. here's the thing. I went to go. So I went to go. The, I went to the I, the I, I went to the CF clinic. My doctor at the CF clinic, Doctor like Chason, she was like, um, "We do CF, not yeah, yeah. not itches." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Wrong office." She was like, "I have no idea. I'm stumped." So she referred me to dermatology. Got into dermatology like that, like no wait, literally two days later. Is that surprising? Like it like, was. It is was. It, is it typically a wait? Did they like get you ahead of the line or? Or I like there just was, it was a good time to like be there. I honestly, dude, I think like, I think like clinic to clinic, th like, like specialty clinic to specialty right, okay. clinic. They're kind of like, look, we got a, we got this guy. He's got CF. We don't know what it could be. And it's, then they go, okay, cool. We'll get him in. It's like when you go to airport security and they take you in the like Nexus line. It's an, Yeah. It's just like, it, yeah, it is kind of like fast pass. Or they like, you know, the, yeah. that person's standing there and they're like, we'll just pre-screen your bag. And then they bump you into like the fast yeah. line. Or if you're yeah. traveling with a baby. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I got babied into <laughs> Derm and I see this doctor who's the cool, he's like Dr. Cool, Dr. <laughs> McGilvery. His name is Dr. McGilvery. Dr. <laughs> way, way too cool. Like I, I was like, I don't, can we cancel this appointment and go grab a beer? <laughs> he was so cool. 
So anyway, Dr. Uh, Dr. Cool took me aside and uh, he was looking at me and he was like, dude, I don't fucking know. He was like, this is, this is wild. Like he goes, all I can tell you is that what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm going to tell you is going to be uh, kind of annoying, but it's itch without rash. And he goes, an itch without rash is just a catch all phrase because you can get itch without rash from a trillion things. I mean, I could have diagnosed you with that. I know. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you started the story by saying I had an itch, itch without, without a rash. rash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're so, no further ahead, essentially. I mean, uh, I mean, you've ruled out like, I guess, ruled out I guess the, the big ones. But, yeah. But also he was like, I'll, I'll test your blood. We'll see if there's like any kind of weird blood markers. Um, he was like, but honestly, I, I don't know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on um, a high dose prednisone, which is a steroid. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put you on that for a week. And... I'm going to get you started on light phototherapy, light therapy. What is, what does prednisone do? Like, so it's a steroid, but like what, like, do you, you take a pill or, and it just like, it changes your body. Like it it does something different. It is a fucking like, it is a miracle drug. It is a bad drug to be on long-term, but like to take it for seven days, I, my last dose was today to take for seven days is fucking as long as you're not having any adverse reactions, it's fucking awesome. Really? Dude, it's awesome. I'm super high energy. I'm fucking hungry all the time. And like, and like, and, and like enjoying food, you know, especially like at night when I have like 10 milligram gummy and I'm just like fucking eating. Yeah, it's awesome. I got high energy. The itch went away like that, dude. Itch went away in like two days. Whoa, really? Okay. Um, it, I mean, I, I love it. But again, you don't want to take it for much longer than it's that. Because like then, then you start getting into, it can really, I mean, it, it drops your immune system. Immune system shot. You know, people that, people that are like, that have no kidney and are doing like dialysis, they're mm-hmm. on prednisone mm-hmm. like chronically. And it causes moon face. Right. That's when your, your face, face turns into uh, the, like <laughs> literally. Dude, you literally look like the fucking. <laughs> the like, man in the moon. The, yeah. Yeah. You look like the, the album cover of like. Um, smashing pumpkins, you know, just a right. big moon with a happy face. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a bunch of like negative side effects long term, but the short term, like this last week, it rocked. Okay, so are you worried that since today is your last day, that like it will go away, or is the idea that like it jacks up like your immune system and sort of everything so that your body can fight off potentially? Whatever is causing whatever is causing the, the itch, itch. I think this rash. drug just was like we're gonna we are gonna stomp this motherfucker out but here's the thing so today this morning i went in for phototherapy the first time and i said hey i don't think i need this because i'm the prednisone phototherapy that's when you um they give you like a camera and you walk around take pictures of like nature and stuff. yeah 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 that's what it is Mm -hmm. okay yeah so they gave me a they gave me like a a mirrorless like like, nikon (laughs) it was really nice yeah free i get to keep it (laughs) sweet um, no, what, but like, what is phototherapy, phototherapy is like UVB broadband spectrum light therapy. It's a tanning bed. <laughs> but wait, before I get into that, because I is I, it real? I, like, dude, dude, this is the do- like you went to the real. It's the crazy. Re- oh yeah, I went to, I went to, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. so I, I show up and I was like, look, I don't think I need this the prednisone, and they were like, yeah. Well, listen, the prednisone is going to stop today. And a lot of times people will have a bounce back reaction where once you stop the prednisone, whatever's been causing the itch is going to like slam, come back. We're in the clear. Yeah. So they were like, we're going to use light therapy to kind of replace the prednisone. And they were like, and it's going to be, dude, it's so annoying. It sounds, it sounds made up. (laughs) It's so annoying. They're like five days a week, every single day, five days a week uh, for four weeks. And I was like, oh my God, guys. For an entire month. Fucking kidding me. So, so, wait, so, so you have to the, go into the, the tanning salon. I go salon. into the VG, fourth floor, for f- literally. And by the way, by the way, this thing, this thing, is, this thing, this, this thing looks like a time machine. You step in front of this big fucking thing that literally looks like a time machine or like a body melter or something. <laughs> And, and it's got that like old school kind of like, 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 you know, USSR sort of 
like pale beige color with like fucking big buttons and <laughs> I mean and to be fair the to be fair the Victoria General building in is general yeah. it feels like you're in Soviet and they're Earth. like they're like look so you're going to go in there and it's going to be laughable how short of a period of time you're going to be in there so today they were like we're going to start you off with like 34 seconds and you got to you got to you got to put sunscreen like SPF like 100 on your lips and on your nipples no <laughs> I swear to god do they apply for you? No, or no. You, you, <laughs> no, no. You get those. You get those little like tan glasses that yeah, are so yeah. dark you can't see shit through <laughs> yeah. them. And you got to cover your your genitals. Like how you tuck them like in between your legs. Either you wear like a jock strap or like or wear underwear. But if you have to, do, if you have to tan sun your, if you have to burn your ass, then so I was like, I'll just have to buy a thong, I guess, and just wear a thong in there. Wait, 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 actually, I'm not joking. But wait, so what did you wear today? I just wore my, they were like, today you can just wear your underwear, but like tomorrow you might want to come with a jock strap. What? I'm not even joking, dude. No, no, <laughs> not even joking. No. I might just buy a leaf and just put it on my dick. <laughs> so, and then they go, all right, 34 seconds. And then, the, and then they were like, okay, and listen, this is all, this is your day. This is your, this is all the light for you for today. This is your entire day's sunlight in 34 seconds. So, so if you're going to go outside today, wear sunscreen and cover up with long sleeve shirts. That's and I was like, insane. guys, is this okay? <laughs> like, what do we? So I, so I got, I, I, I was like, can I, can I take my, can I take my phone in to like just get a like to get a video for the podcast? And they were like, mm, and they were like, coming and on. And I was like, J- I, I like, I'm not going to photo. I, I, it's just going to be me. And they were like, yeah, okay, sure. So I, I brought my phone in, dude. Check yeah. this shit out. <laughs> that is not you we're not watching a video of you right now <laughs> we just watched a video of someone being that was the watchman that was uh, the creation of dr manhattan but that's what it felt like dude i got zapped and then um and then they were like okay cool see you tomorrow at 7 15 in the morning and i'm gonna no. do that every day for four weeks did you notice, like, Fuck. like was the 38 seconds intense in any sort of way? No, not or at all. Was I didn't like, fucking wouldn't even have known. Really? When the lights turned off, there was like a, there was like a feeling of not being in light. Does your skin you know, it's, feel- it's like, you know, when you're standing in the sun and then, and then a cloud goes over the sun, you can feel it on your skin. Yeah. It's like almost like a, like, yeah, almost right. like a little cool. Right. transition it was right. just that you felt like a temperature change yeah. on the surface of yeah, your very, skin very rather than like though. a did, okay but but so like i i mean i i've think i've said this before on the podcast but like i used to go to a tanning bed yeah. all the time yeah um and when you would get out your skin would feel burnt and also like i would lie to the person and be like they would be like, it's your first time. And I'm like, no, I go to the tanning salon down the road too. And like, I'm, I'm always in for like 15 I got memberships minutes. all across the city. They're like, you're only allowed in for eight <laughs> minutes on your first time. And I'm like, no, I'll just crank it up to 20. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then they, they would just like literally fry me. Yeah. And I wouldn't wear those glasses because I didn't want to have the, like the, the tan lines yeah, on yeah. my eyes, Yeah. Um, which is so bad for my skin. Yeah. But, but like when I would get out, I would feel almost like a, like a tightness and like sort of burn didn't feeling feel it. on my skin but, but the other thing too is that they you know they start you slow and they work you up and and right. by work you up today i started with 30 seconds or whatever sounds too short they to work me. you up they were like the maximum anyone can stand in this thing on is three minutes and 30 seconds at this calibration is what Does, they said at this calibration like, like will it burn your skin like will I, it create a tan yeah you do i think like, you will get red oh oh they said this too they were like stand very still and they're like it within that 33 seconds if you if you shift you're going to get burnt where you, where you, what, where, yeah. How? I don't, man, I'm telling you, when you see the machine, you go, oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still in this dimension. <laughs> this thing, dude, this thing looked like, it looked like I was going to step in, into this thing from the VG and step out and there would be dinosaurs. No offense, but it like to anybody listening to this who, who believes this stuff, but like it really sounds like, you know, they, they would have like done a, did like a, a follow-up of like crystal therapy afterwards or something uh-huh. like, uh-huh. like it, you know, it sounds though. like it, it sounds, it makes, if that is real and that really works, it makes me wonder if, crystals and stuff like that Dude, you, know work too you know what's so funny it's like so unbelievable and it's not just that machine they've got like multiple different types in there so i was in there while i was about to do mine i look over and there's this like it, it's just one room and it's like that's where everybody goes for light therapy phototherapy 
And there was this older guy, probably, you know, probably like late seventies. And he was just sitting there with his hands in this like time machine, time machine for hands. Oh, like the manicure, like the, it was kind of like, like that. Drawing your yeah, manicure. Except, except way <laughs> fucking heavier. And yeah, he was just like, doop-a-doo. Like, what, do you know what else they would treat? I mean, yeah, like that? eczema, psoriasis, fucking, okay. I mean, I don't like know. Skin fucking conditions, obviously. Itch without rash. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That's wild. Well, yeah. Let us know uh, next week how that the whole week pans out. Yeah. And, and uh, like, I, is it a goal for you to get up to three minutes and thirty seconds by the end? <laughs> no, <or>? dude. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it at all. To be honest with you, I'm afraid it's gonna fuck my tattoos. But anyway, we'll yeah. find out. So there. So anyway, we're, there's that. I'm not itchy anymore. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. And I also ended up with a sinus infection like two days ago. And. Uh, I think I have depression, so I'm going to go see a therapist. So <laughs> it's been a fucking time. And now enough about that. But I just thought uh, I just wanted to kind of get that out there because that fucking light therapy shit was was fucking whack, dude. It was uh, it's going to be really interesting. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Let's move on to some interesting stories. This one is uh, very unfortunate. Um, periods suck, apparently. Apparently, allegedly, periods suck. I mean, we be- we believe that they. I suck. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> but we just personally, I just don't know. Experience. I've never been there, but I see it, and it looks like it sucks. Well, uh, there's a woman who suffered from a period for 83 days, and it was so bad that she she needed blood transfusions. Whoa, yeah. So uh, her name was Ronnie, uh, Ronnie May, and uh, period suck is an understatement for r- poor Ronnie. Uh, she was writing for Insider. She detailed her awful, terrible mega period that lasted for 83 days and sent her to the hospital. Whoa. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Um, she said, uh, it was what she imagined it felt like after her water broke while, while, if she, if she was pregnant, uh, she said, when I looked down at my seat and floor, I was standing in a small pool of blood. She wrote, so she's at work, right? She goes, I made it to the bathroom, got cleaned up as quickly as I could. But by the time I walked the 60 meters or so from the bathroom to bathroom to my desk, blood was cascading down my leg again. In the 10 minutes it took me to drive home and get upstairs to the bathroom, there was a trail of blood following me. Whoa. Ronnie described the extreme effort she went to to control the monstrous amount of blood coming out of her. She said, quote, to control the bleeding, I put in a tampon, lined my underwear with an overnight pad and a standard pad, then nestled into a second pair of panties. And within an hour or so, I had gone through a box of tampons and a pack of pads. And FYI for like you and I, who probably aren't super aware for context that some women would, that would take them months to go, go through that yeah. amount of stock. Have you ever bought um, uh, tampons uh, like for, yeah. for a partner? Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting? Like all of the different types that there are. So many. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, like heavy flow, light flow, athleisure type. Yeah. Like, like ones for doing ballet ones for, you know, like, this type of dress, one for this type of dress. It's pretty crazy to like, like it must be difficult to know which ones to buy all the time. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, you know, I guess you, you kind of like, get there's to so know. There's so many different occasions. Yeah, you you kind of get to know your flow though, I guess. Right. Right. But like, also there's like, you know, like ones for a date night, ones for yeah. like something for, you know, yeah, when you're you having got, a lazy you got, day you got, the, you got the sexy tampons, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. with like the, with like yeah. the, the vanilla like scent. <laughs> is that just all marketing or is like, do you think they're like really like, is there a, well, there's really... definitely marketing involved, but it, but there's, I think, I mean, there's I like you a know, strong difference. I've been, I've been with partners who like, who, who go, I actually like, I typically have a really heavy flow. So like, yeah, you know, like I bought a tampon or something and, and brought it back and they were like, eh, like wrong. That ain't going to work. Yeah. That's not, you know, I need the, 
I need the um they need the, they need they need like tampons for this kind of situation. <laughs> Whoa. You know? Is that this, like- is I, this is what I imagine Ronnie's uh, uh, like the ants that are in Ronnie's office. This is what they were experiencing. This is it looks like a guar show. Isn't that what they do? At, isn't that what guar does? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have like we're watching a, a rave where the sprinkler system is spraying blood on <laughs> do you everyone. Know that, do you know that movie that's from? No, what is that? Blade? No, I haven't seen it. It's the I opening scene of Blade. It. It's one of the <laughs> best opening scenes of any movie of all time. So she, so, um, uh, she assumed the bleeding would slow down as it, as it always, you know, it's always worse on the first day, apparently, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I, um, I believe it. She sought medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> she sought medical attention twice and was rushed to a hospital by an ambulance the second time she asked for help. Whoa. In the emergency room, here we go again. Here we go again. Listen to this. In the emergency room, a male doctor accused her of making it up. <laughs> no, no. What the no fuck? Way. She said, I vividly recall him asking me, are you sure? Are you sure about that? <laughs> you sure you're bleeding as much as you say you are? Uh, what he had failed to notice was that she had a drip in for dehydration. The bedding had been changed multiple times in the three hours that she'd been there. And nurses had already administered medicines to try and stem the bleeding. What? She also had a blood transfusion. Doctors. So, so like then, he goes in, he goes in and he sees that they've already like, well, I mean, he doesn't see that. He doesn't see it. The yeah, it's just nurses so in like, there doing their, so fuck, he's like, doing are you God's sure? work because like, yeah. because it's been cleaned up. And and manage. He's like, are you sure, dude? That doctor's such a fucking <laughs> man. You know, he's like, like yeah. he's such a white male. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. That is an epitome of a white man. <laughs> the fucking loser. Um. So the doctor tried to send her home, and guess what? Ronnie said, "No." She said, "Fuck you! I ain't going home." You know, you know what I was going to, I was going to ask, um, that when you said that she had put all of those, like, you know, all of the devices that you can get, um, on at the same time and was, was, was at home trying to manage it. I was wondering, like my first, my, like the thing that popped into my head at first was like, why didn't she just go to the hospital? But then I also realized like, you know, there it's, there's also stigma amongst women or people who bleed that like that, you know, you know, this is what it's like. Like yeah. you bleed a lot or like, you know, yeah, if somebody's, mean, if they say yeah. amongst each other, like, <laughs> oh, oh like, like I had a really heavy period. Like there's oftentimes you'll probably hear people going, yeah, me too. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times have no we had a, right? uh, you know, a person on who has endo and they're, you know, they didn't never got fucking diagnosed because their whole life they were just told by whether it's their parents or their friends or whatever, or, or their fucking teachers. It's like, it's supposed oh, to be it's painful. supposed to hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. You bleed a lot. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. um, so I, I don't blame this person for for not going to the hospital, though that is like immediately. But that yeah. is a lot of that's a lot of blood. So she ended up um, she ended up staying in the hospital for a weekend. Whoa! Uh, they put an IUD inside of her uh, to try to to try to like control her periods, and eventually it was discovered that she had polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, which is suffered by up to 20% of women across the world, according that to the National Library of Medicine. Is insane. So right there. One in five. Almost a quarter women. of the women that we know or that, you know, that exist uh, have polycystic ovary, ovarian, ovary syndrome, which means that, you know, you know, like if Ronnie went home that day, she could have died. Mm. If she just went home, bled, bled out. So uh, it's just important to A, listen to your body and also B, listen to your patients. So wait, this went on for 85 days? Is that what you said? Yeah. And like yeah, her, they, she had her period for 83 days. Okay. And they were like, okay, we got to fucking do something about this. But like the, I mean, the, the like first week it was that bad and then they were able to manage yeah, it, I but it just continued to go right. on and on and on and that's on. That's right. Yeah. Jesus. Isn't that fucking that is intense. brutal? Yeah. Um, so wild shit. Uh, and uh, shout out to Ronnie for advocating for herself. Uh, okay, this next one. I think you're going to like this, Bri. This is... Um, how do you feel about hands? 
better than I do about teeth. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, also, you, uh, I've been getting so many recommended teeth videos <laughs> since you went through my phone and liked all the teeth hashtags on my oh, Instagram. Oh, man, I, I did that for about five <laughs> minutes straight. No one noticed I had your phone. Hashtag teeth, hashtag teeth surgery, hashtag teeth removal, hashtag <laughs> So I'm good with hands, cleaning. I think. <laughs> all right, well, your hands actually uh, have a lot to say about your health, which, you know, I... I think I knew I knew some of this, but but then I, as I dug into it, a big shout out to Stina on Discord for supplying this uh, little treat. Um, but your hands actually reveal a lot about the state of your health, and this is something that's been recognized for at least uh, the since the time of Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine. Wait, but like you mean like like back in the day when they were like, oh, I'm going to do like read your palm. A little bit different from palm reading, um, um, but but. I mean, not so different. It's just not about the lines in your hands. It's about lines elsewhere. So the ancient Greek f- uh, physician was the first person who described clubbing. And club okay. fingernails. Yeah. Hippocrates. Uh, in a patient with uh, empyema. Empyema, uh, which is where pus fills the space between the lungs and the membrane around it. Huh. Um, and in the 5th century BC is when he, he coined clubbed fingernails clubbing of the fingers clubbing is where the nails look like an upside down spoon and it's uh still recognized as a sign of disease um nowadays clubbing is not just linked to epyema um it's also linked to cf cystic fibrosis cirrhosis of the liver thyroid condition so like i have club fingernails they're not they're not uh, they are clubbed for sure but they're not that bad Mm -hmm. here's some like here's some really bad clubbing oh whoa like that's severe club fingernails which like you know, my fingers aren't like this, but you can see the the similarities of my fingers to this. Totally. Yours to don't look like that. I mean, like if the if your fingernails and those if your fingers and those fingers were Pokemon, yours would be like like the baby Pokemon version. Yeah. Where and you can see be, like Yeah, that would be the you know, like it's like a Charmander and a yeah. and a Charizard, and like your fingers are like like Charmander with like a little like flaming tail. And you could see how it could grow into a Charizard, but like it definitely doesn't look the same as a Charizard. One hundred percent, yeah. Um, so it's also linked to uh, thyroid conditions as well. Um, so an, so so that's clubbing, but there's more. So another ch- a nail change that can signal disease is Lindsay's nails. Now this is where one or more nails are half white and half reddish brown. Do you have you ever seen nails like this? This is Lindsay's nails. No crazy interesting yeah, right? that, like it looks like a rocket popsicle without the blue it does so around 50 percent of people with chronic chronic kidney disease have nails like this but it can also be signs of cirrhosis of the liver and bachette's uh, disease a rare condition that causes inflammation of the blood vessels crazy. i think with bachette's you also get like blisters in your mouth and shit i like the name like the word bachette's sounds nice sounds sounds, sounds yummy it sounds uh sounds yummy. like it's, it sounds like it's on toast it's got some <laughs> it's got some diced tomato with like a like a, a fucking like olive tempenade, you know, some yeah, olive oil. Yeah. Bichettes. Yeah. Like a fancy different a bit of version of melted cheese a, on the top. Like not, not. I mean, that's a, bruschetta. It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say it's like a, like a cousin of the bruschetta, <laughs> but it's bruschetta. Uh, uh, Terry's, Terry's nails. <laughs> Terry. Uh, <laughs> come on, Terry. <laughs> Terry's nails as where one or more fingernails have a ground glass appearance. Now I was looking up, I was looking up. Uh, what ground glass okay and but when i looked at the photos i really couldn't see it so i just i didn't prep anything but okay um you can find that in cirrhosis of the liver cirrhosis of the liver has a lot of these um but also with type 2 diabetes kidney failure and hiv crazy is it is it that it affects like it's affecting the flow of something through your body I, dude that, I, you know that, what i don't like think your, we your fingertips are all the way out at the very end of your yeah. body and so it's I like know. i don't know if we really know because like the the nails, the nails that were like half red, half white. Yeah. Like, how does that stop? Like, I don't know. I mean, to it, me, that just looks like a couple cold fingies. Yeah. You know, they got yeah. cold. Their fingies are cold. Yeah. I I mean, if I feel like the jury's out in out uh, with the CF thing about the clubbing of the fingernails, like I don't think we really truly know why. I remember you saying something about like the like oxygenation, main, yeah, of the, but that's yeah. what, so I thought that I thought it had to do with like a lack of oxygen to the fingers. Can we ask fingers. somebody and they were like, no. Yeah, someone, yeah. yeah, we asked Paul Eckford from, from CF Canada and he was like, I actually, I, I don't think we know. <laughs> I don't think we actually know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so anyway, another, um, another one is, uh, 
uh, Merck's nails, uh, which is where one or more horizontal lines run across the fingernail. So Merck's nails are like this. Those are cool. That looks like they also, those nails are very well uh, kept. They look like uh, they're going to grow into French tips. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Totally. Um, and then, uh, so, so that's where um, uh, the nail pattern indicates a, a decrease in the most abundant protein in the blood, uh, al- albumin. Albumin. <laughs> Albumin. Albumin. Um, albumin. <laughs> These nail markings can be an indicator of kidney disease. Man, it's all kid, kid, your it's a lot of kidney stuff. Up your fingertips. Yeah. But sometimes changes in nail color and pattern are not sinister and are merely uh, signs of aging. Uh, Napoleon nails, so-called because of their three distinct color zones, are often seen in people over the age of 70 and are nothing to worry about. Here's a set of Napoleon nails right here. And... Um, Fucking well done. They look great. I mean, those are beautiful. <laughs> those are painted. Yeah, very beautifully <laughs> painted very Napoleon nice. nails. Yeah. I love it. Um, now, that's the nails. The, what about the palms? Okay. Okay. Sweaty. Yes. If your palms are becoming increasingly sweating. And your knees are weak and the, your arms are heavy. Yeah. yeah. Now, you're, about, you're probably your going to throw up spaghetti. on spaghetti, <laughs> which is going to lead us to why leftovers are bad. Um Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's if you're getting sweaty palms in the absence of nervousness, hot temperatures, or exercise, it could be due to a faulty nerve signal causing the sweat glands to become active, which is uh, typically benign, and it's called hyperhidrosis. Um, but unexplained sweaty palms in face, neck, and armpits can be a sign of thyroid problems. Hyperthyroidism is where the thyroid gland in the neck produces too much thyroxine, uh, excess of this hormone can cause bodily processes to speed up and can be the cause of sweaty palms. Hmm. Not really something to worry about. You can treat that with drugs pretty easily, I think. Um, a more concerning palm change is the appearance of, of small areas of red or purple discoloration in the palms of the hands and fingers. This is called Osler's oh, syndrome. Whoa. That looks like chicken po- like Osler's nodes. Tanned chicken pox. They're typically painful, red one millimeter to 10 millimeter colored nodules on the fingers appearing for hours to days. Wow. And then there's another lesion called Janeway lesions, uh, which are irregular shaped, varying sizes, typically seen in palms and aren't painful. But either of those, you want to go to the ER, stat. Okay, why? Well, like- um, it, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's the sign of bacterial endocarditis. So you, you got- you got bugs. You got bugs in your heart. You got bugs in you. You got heart bugs. <laughs> heart bugs. <laughs> Little heart bugs. You know what's crazy is how many... It's actually the inflammation of the inside lining of the heart, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Um, it's crazy how many different things can happen to you. Like, it's way too It's many. endless. Dude, it's endless. And, and oftentimes you have no idea. Like, skin with... Itch without rash? What the fuck? Yeah. It's crazy that... Where's that even um, from? You know, like, if, if somebody... If you're listening to this right now and you would quickly identify as someone who doesn't really have any physical ailment, then be grateful. Because, like, there are so many things that can go wrong with your body. It's crazy. Yeah. Or you get hit by a car and splatter into two. Yeah. So, so, so live your life. Yeah. That's it. And maybe don't, maybe don't do anything. Maybe just live in your house and don't go outside at all because like it's dangerous out there. Yeah. Like, bubble you boy get, it up. You could get bacterial infection around your heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, uh, but also if you are someone that has a uh, longer ring finger than index finger, you're probably superior to the rest of the world. And gifted at everything that you do, and you'll probably never get sick at all. What do you got? Same. Now, here's an interesting little fact the length of your fingers can give you some indication of your risk of developing certain diseases later in life. Whoa. The length of the index finger versus the ring finger in men and women varies. Uh, In women, they are fairly equal in length, but in men, the ring finger is typically longer than the index finger. This is believed to be due to exposure to hormones in the womb. The longer ring than index finger relationship is associated with better performance in a number of sports in men and women, but also a risk of developing knee and hip osteoarthritis in women. So oh. if, you, if you have, um, what I read 
was that if you have a longer ring finger than index finger, it is Wait, your a, your ring finger. My is, ring finger is just a bit longer than my index, and your ring finger is is yep yeah, is is very is very notably longer than your index. Okay, so so that means that you and I were. It has to be more specimens. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) I mean, what I read was it had something to do with like the amount of testosterone that you were being provided in the in utero. Okay. Now for for female babies, my dad actually I don't know if that's like estrogen or if it's or if it's testosterone. So so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's my dad. My dad carried me for nine months and is nuts. (laughs) That's why. That's that's why why I got this fucking gangly ass ring finger. (laughs) (laughs) Um. There's uh there's nothing that you can do to change your finger length, just like your penis length. Okay. Yeah. So I don't I'm cool with my finger length. Isn't that kind of interesting though? Just yeah. Like it is. just by looking at someone's hands, you can tell so much about their potential health or even, you know, down to their like future I mean, health. It initially like palm reading. It, I was surprised at first to think about it and, and learn about all the ways, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense because it's like, I mean, ultimately it's it's just part of your body. Yeah. And also they're like the parts of your body that are like the furthest away from your heart. So like, yeah, it makes sense that like different things would be happening way out there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I wonder like, I wonder about our feet, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe our feet can tell us. Well, I, I, I mean, it, you know, if any reflexologist is listening, they would definitely tell you that you, that you can, but there's also probably some people out there that would call that pseudoscience. Yeah, they might have to have shine some lights on your Have you ever seen a reflexologist, though? No. Man, I'm telling you right now, it might be labeled as a pseudoscience somewhere on the internet, like Wikipedia, maybe, probably. <laughs> but you got that meridians? shit feels good. You got meridians in your feet? I hope I do. I, and because, <laughs> yeah, because if meridians feel good being all touched and fucking poked at. Are you a, are you a foot guy? Dude, I had, when I was doing Artsuka, it was so funny. I was doing Artsuka. It was like, I was, it was non-union. I think they fucking felt bad. It was non-union. I was working my ass off, but it was my, I didn't care. It was my first ever like TV gig. So I was like, you know, I would have been like, oh, like, oh, I have to, I have to suck the dick of every cameraman. Like, <laughs> of course, like, like I'll fucking do whatever. And, uh, the producer, uh, the producer of season one, she was so sweet. Her name was Robin. And I remember her like every day she'd be like, how are you? How are you doing today? You're all right. Like, do you need anything? Do you want me to put like set aside a little like space for you off offset with like, and it just like it just she, and she would just do it and just fill it with treats and like she just spoiled me. And so one day I would never complain. But one day she was like, How are you doing? You you doing okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm doing good. I actually like, could I just get a could I get like a like a a mat to stand on? Cause like it was just hard concrete floors in the CBC, like this hour's 22 minutes studio. And I was like, Can I get like a like a mat to stand on? Like something cushy? Cause like it's just I feel like my feet are fucking killing me from standing on set for you know, 12 hours a day. And she was like, Oh, Oh my God. Yes, of course. So next day I went in, there's a mat there, like a really nice, like fucking like, one like of memory ones, foam mat. You know, the ones that like, like that rich people have in their kitchen. Dude, that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had that standing on that. I was like, that's amazing. And then at, lu- at, at lunch, she's like, I, I'm, I'm extended your lunch by 30 minutes and I have a reflexologist in your, in your change, in your <laughs> dressing room. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And I went down there. It was just like, yeah, it's like 40 year old hippie lady. Wearing crystals. <laughs> and she had a fucking like she had a, a reclining chair laid out. And I just laid there and she went to town on my feet. And I'm telling you right now, man, I became a foot guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you start do you Google pictures of feet now since then? I man, I'll I'll put a foot in my mouth at this point now. I was yeah. I was I got I you got like sucking I got on toes. Sucking on toes. <laughs> um yeah, so uh so I don't know, maybe your feet. Maybe your feet have something to do with it. I feel like they probably do. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense to me. So we did a live show uh, this week, and it was a fucking delight. It was awesome. Big shout out to Good Grief Nova Scotia, who invited us out to take part in a little event that they were holding. Um, And we talked about tattoos and grief and yard sales and grief and how those things intersect. And it was very fascinating. Uh, Susan Cadell, Mary Ellen McDonald, two amazing guests that we had. Uh, that are part of Good Grief Nova Scotia. They're doing amazing work, very smart women. And um, we we talked about, after we talked about this woman who gained a bunch of attention on TikTok for uh, 
cooking the recipes that she finds on gravestones. So gravestone epitaphs oftentimes would be like, you know, um, Leslie Nielsen's is letter rip, which is like a, a reference to like just how much he loved fart, farting. Oh. Like, like farting was okay. really funny. So letter rip is what it says. Right. You know, someone else's might say like beloved mother of right. know, or whatever. Well, there's very rarely there are there are gravestones where the epitaph is a secret recipe. Actually, like I, I had never heard of this before. Yes. So it's, it is rare, but it, but there are a number of them that exist. Do you know like how, like, would you guess that if we went to like the, like the grave down the road or whatever, do you think that if we looked at every gravestone that we would find one in no. our graveyard? I'd say probably I think not. it's even more rare than that. I'd say there's like, I, honestly, I'd say there, if I was, I mean, I have nothing to base this on, but I did read that it's very rare. I would say gun to your head, <laughs> gun to my head, a hundred, a hundred, 150 gravestones across America. Okay. All right. That's very, that's a small uh, number. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, so this woman, Rosie Grant, um, she, she bakes the recipes that she finds etched on strangers gravestones. And the very first recipe that she did was a batch of spritz cookies. Okay. It, I mean, Without knowing how this goes, I have to assume that these recipes have to be bangers. Like they must be. They must be. They must be good. Right? Like if. Well, if, here's here's what I thought. I so 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 so. To have an epitaph written on your gravestone, the more letters, the more words, the more expensive, and it, and it can get very expensive. Right. So oftentimes these recipes are not the directions. It's literally just a list of ingredients. No. And the other thing, and I'm making this up, um, but I, because I like the lore of this, but my thought is that it's the recipes are always the secret recipe. You know, it's like, oh yeah, my Nona, yeah, she's yeah, got a lasagna, yeah. but it's, she fucking won't tell us. She won't tell us how she makes it. Yeah. And then it, once moment Nona dies, like we're never going to get that fucking, we're never going to get that lasagna ever again. Well, Nona's like, yeah, it is a secret recipe and there is secret ingredients. And when I die, I'm going to slap that motherfucker on my grave so that whoever wants to try to make Nona's thing again, they can do it. That's but sick. they got to come visit me to get the fucking... That, that is actually... That's, great, that's amazing. Right? Except yeah. it would be even better if they just put like the last ingredient and then just like didn't put the amount. Yeah. You know, like just <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like you well, had that's to the keep thing is trying to like yeah. finesse the amount. I that's mean, the, the fact other thing that, though is that some of them don't even put the amounts because of the cost. That is... I mean, I... So it's just like, it's just like, you know, I don't like those people because like, yeah. to me, that's, yeah. that's pointless. Like the point of the recipe is like, but tell fun, me how much. The fun part though is like the alchemy of it. It's like, okay, I have all the, I have all the parts. Now I have to figure out the alchemy I know. to distill it down to the perfect amount. Like of I, things. so I made, um, Andy Hay, uh, from Andy's East coast kitchen, put up a uh, pizza pocket, like healthy pizza pocket recipe the other yeah. day. And Maddie and I made them and they were amazing, but I could tell that like, you know when you you make something that a chef made and like you know your, yours never looks as good. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so the dough was baking powder, uh, flour, and Greek yogurt. And he, I mean, he gives the amounts, but even so, in trying to follow the amounts, like it was like three cups of flour, yeah. and I'm and I probably put like you know two point yeah. nine cups of flour, and like they they were too sticky. Yeah. But like everyone they, knows like that Andy them, Andy Hay he he. He he just takes all of his he he gets everything from Costco. It's like Artuka. He he makes it look like he's doing it. It's pre-made. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then he just pulls it out from under the counter uh, like the one that was that he bought from Sobeys. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, right. That, right I mean, every, right. everyone knows Everybody that. Does know that. Everyone yeah. knows this. Totally. That's how Andy works. He would never really 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 chef anything. That lazy fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Andy. Yeah. I love you, buddy. Um, um but yeah, they were like they just weren't as good, you know? Like even yeah. knowing the yeah. The numbers. Yeah. It's a secret ingredient. Well, how did this girl do? So, so from her kitchen, Rosie Grant, from her kitchen in Tacoma Park, uh, Maryland, I guess is what MD would be. Um, she mixed the batter in a big bowl. This is for the spritz cookies. There were no instructions to follow, only a list of simple ingredients. Butter, sugar, vanilla, an egg, flour, baking soda, and salt. She said the cookies were fucking amazing. No. So since her initial foray into baking that gravestone recipe a year ago... She had made several other recipes she found in cemeteries across the country, kind of across the world, 
Baking delicacies by the deceased has become somewhat of a hobby for Grant. And it's unusual to be sure, but super fulfilling. Man, I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like you need the amounts. I'm I'm stuck on this bit because like... Those, <laughs> that's the fun those, part. The, but the those, fun part is trying to figure it out. But that's not Nona's... Those aren't Nona's spritz cookies. Those are just cookie ingredients. Like, I mean, that's like, true. Yeah, that's like, true. That's true. But that's like, just one. That's just one. You know, maybe she did find some known as secret thing. Actually, I thought I was going to love this and I'm kind of hating it right now. So, uh, so Grant said, cooking these recipes has shown me an alternative side to death. Uh, it's a way to memorialize someone and celebrate their life, which I think is really fucking sweet. Uh, before she stumbled upon her first recipe, she had heard, she had never heard of cooking instructions on graves. It's not a commonplace sent- sentiment for a headstone, she said. But there are certainly a sprinkling of them out there. And once she got a taste, she made her mission to find more. When she baked the spritz cookies last October, Grant had recently wrapped up an internship at Congressional Cemetery in D.C. As a part of her coursework for a Master of Library and Information Sciences degree at the University of Maryland. Isn't that fucking cool? That's cool that she was working in graveyards. She's going to be a librarian. And so she gets an internship at at a graveyard. I work the graveyard. That's amazing. Um, In one of her classes, Grant was instructed to start a social media account. And so her professor suggested she start a new TikTok profile to document her cemetery internship. So she dug the idea and she called the account ghostly archive. That's actually part of school now is like starting a TikTok. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, So at the time she said, I was very new to the cemetery world. She said, adding that her initial posts, including one detailing the five things she learned on the first day of her internship, another highlighting Congressional Cemetery's LGBTQ section. Once the internship ended, she continued chronicling cemetery content on her TikTok account. And she quickly realized that she's not the only one with a graveyard fascination. She said, I discovered Cemetery TikTok, which is its own gigantic niche. Um, Grant explaining that she unearthed countless cemetery-themed accounts. They call themselves taphophiles, a person with a passion for fucking gravestones. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, passion for cemeteries, funerals, and gravestones. I don't know where that is. Fucking. Uh, um, as a new taphophile herself, Grant spent much of her spare time surfing the web for cemetery stories. And her search led her to Atlas Obscura, a uh, letter to an Atlas Obscura post about Naomi Odessa Miller Dawson. Crazy name. Naomi Odessa Miller Dawson's spritz cookie recipe is what she found. Etched into the gravestone in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> the lighthearted gravestone epitaph is a tip of the hat to the life's simple joys, read the post. Grant was intrigued. So what a cool gift she's putting on her gravestone, she said, and said, I'm going to try to make it. So she saw the post, saw the recipe, and she tried to make it. Fucking made it, put it on TikTok. It blew the fuck up. Blew up. Super viral. So she spent the last year scouring for gravestone recipes online and baking all of them. The second one she made was Martha Catherine K. Kirkham Andrews famous fudge. K's famous fudge. So many names. And was there uh, quantities? Well, let's check it out. Here is, um, I I removed the TikTok song to make things easier on us. And I'll just put in, uh, let's find something here. Let's, uh... there we go. How about this? There we go. Yes. Right? So she has a grave. She has quantities. Yeah, right. She laid it out. Fucking K didn't uh K didn't skimp on the No, this uh this music's sick. <laughs> Alright, she's mixing it up. I mean, dude, fudge has gotta be easy. And she brought it to the grave and she had a little treat. Look at that. That's sweet. Isn't that great? Can you uh can you can you play that from the start again? Just pause it at the uh at the recipe. I wanna see Yeah, I like uh I can't actually pause it from here, but okay. uh, Yeah. But you can see it. She you yeah. got you know, you got one cup in there. Yeah. Yeah. One K one one K two cups. At least there is quantities in that. That that uh that that makes me feel better about these graves actually the these grave recipes yeah. actually being the real recipes the person used. So the recipe is engraved on a headstone in Logan, Utah, and Grant shared the video of her fudge baking process on TikTok, and Kay Andrews' family came across it. No. So uh, they said, I think she would find it very heartwarming that her fudge recipe is living on, said Natalie Andrews, Kay Andrews, DC-based granddaughter. 
my grandma would have been so delighted by it, which I think, you know, I think that deserves a little. Oh. <laughs> um, Kay's fudge is one of 11 gravestone recipes that Grant has made and mastered so far. She has baked Christmas cookies, no-baked chocolate oatmeal cookies, date and nut bread, nut rolls, yeast cake, peach cobbler, snickerdoodle cookies, blueberry pie, and cheese dip. <laughs> Wait, what? I, what is the is the cheese dip? Just like melt some cheese yeah. and then dip some shit in it? I guess, like, man. Yeah, I don't know. Melt cheddar on <laughs> Tostitos. That's yeah. all it said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now she ends her TikToks with another recipe to die for. Oh. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty. I, I, I really. That story actually is like really feel good, kind of nice, heartwarming. And again, like our, our conversation, which we will be publishing uh, probably next week, I think, or in a couple of weeks. But our conversation about uh, tattoos and, and yard sales, it was a really great way to like just kind of try to encourage shifting the way that we view death and the way that we converse about death. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of that. It's, the uh, I mean, also recipe TikTok, like what a great me. TikTok account to blow up be, because yeah. the um, blend of death like, and and recipe, you know, like totally. And and when I was watching, uh, like when I was watching Andy Hayes, it was an Instagram reel that he had made. And like, dude, like if you're watching the recipe, and you're just playing it back. And like, I must have played that video a thousand times while I was making the recipe, yeah. and it was super simple. So yeah. like, no wonder her account's blowing up. People are like yeah. rewatching these videos like hundreds yeah. of times. Yeah. Makes um, a lot of sense. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on to this week's edition of. <laughs> Oh my God. That's amazing. There's a lot. Um, a man, 20, found dead in bed after reheating tomato pasta at his parents' house. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking fuck leftovers, dude. God damn it. So a student, this is a very unfortunate, uh, very unfortunate story, but we're going to find the humor here. A student died after eating a bowl of reheated pasta in tomato sauce at his parents' house. I don't, I don't like, I don't like that because I can imagine how easy that would be. Yes. AJ from Brussels, Belgium, had prepared the dish five days. Or I mean, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to say this too, though. Fucking five fucking days. Grow up, though. Like five days leftovers, dude. AJ prepared the dish five days earlier and left it at room temperature in the kitchen. Oh, whoa, that's nasty. He came back into the kitchen five days later, took a little bite. Oh no. No, 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 no. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off. I gotcha. I didn't like that. It was fat catfish coolie eating dog food. So after a long day at school, the poor fucking 20 year old quickly reheated the five-day-old room-temperature pasta meal in the microwave to eat before playing before heading out to play soccer. He returned home just 30 minutes later. Oh, just... <laughs> he returned home 30 minutes later, suffering from a headache, stomach pains, nausea, and eventually experienced diarrhea and vomiting. God damn it, dude. He drank some water and attempted to sleep off the pain, falling asleep at around midnight and never woke up. Whoa. Uh, his parents checked on him the following morning because he didn't get out of bed for school and they found him dead. Whoa, Investigators so determined sad. that he passed away around 4 a.m., uh, about 10 hours after consuming the leftover pasta. Whoa. An autopsy later found that AJ had a moderate centrilo, centrilobular liver necrosis, which is likely caused, which likely causes organs to shut down. Whoa. The report said the spaghetti had been kept at room temperature for several days. This allowed Bacillus cereus, cereus, C-E-R-E-U-S, cereus, Bacillus cereus to grow at very high concentrations and produce the high toxin concentration, 14.8 microgram per gram, which was found in the pasta, which is likely responsible for the fatal outcome. Wait, so he lived with his parents? Yeah. And so he had left, like, I mean, it wasn't just him. Like, did... They just did like, they, they take it and like go, oh, I'm going to stash this in his, like, was it in, in the his room or like, yeah, or yeah. like, you know, his parents walked by and saw this. Maybe his parents were on vacation, you know, and he was just like living it up. 
Yeah, but then and then they showed up the night before, and he was already asleep, and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's just yeah. what a long week." Yeah, that that is a little bit. I mean, this is fishy. Well, there was no fish. It was just pasta and tomato <laughs> sauce. It was mom's spaghetti, and um, uh, AJ died in two thousand eight. But his story reemerged recently after some uh, users of TikTok and Reddit took to the platforms to warm others about fried rice syndrome. Now, here's an interesting thing. Fried, fried rice, rice syndrome here. refers to food poisoning caused by eating reheated, reheated foods which haven't been stored correctly, including a lot of the starchy stuff, rice, pasta, potatoes. Dude. Uncooked foods contain spores of bacillus cereus, uh, uh, which are at which are heat resistant and can survive when food is cooked. If the cooked food is then left at room temperature, these spores grow into bacteria, which can multiply and may produce toxins that cause vomiting and diarrhea. Now listen to this. I'm, I, this makes me really scared because Maddie, uh, like she loves keeping leftovers. Like yes. she'll make, she makes, she makes too much food for one and then we'll, and we'll, we'll save it. But she does, she gives zero fucks when she's storing something like she'll cook chicken in like the air fryer and then just leave like open up the air fryer and leave the chicken there overnight, like for a day uncovered. Yeah, and just no, like, no, that's just bad. Sit, and that's we'll bad. like eat it the next day. I'm like, yeah. that makes me gag. Like that's it bad. makes me go. I, th- no, I, I think can't that, do that with the starchy things, it's real. It's really dangerous. So like yeah. I've heard this. I've heard this before about like reheating rice and being careful with rice. I've never experienced rice like i've never experienced leftover rice i've never heard that bad that's crazy but what here's one thing that i have actually noticed and pretty consistently i eat pad thai three four times a week i fucking eat way too much pad thai fucking love pad thai it's hard for me to eat a full serving of pad thai in one sitting like when you order pad thai you've got to be really hungry to eat a full thing of pad thai it's just so much fucking pad thai for pad thai right now i know maybe we should get some after this (laughs) yeah we should um so oftentimes i will put the pad thai that I didn't eat in the fridge and I will eat it the next day. I'll never eat it more than one, more than two days. Mm. But even when I do the next day, I'll eat that pad thai. And my, it makes me, it gives me the shits. It mm. makes my guts fucking nuts. Almost every time. Do you think? So, so I, and I think it has, I think it has something to do with this. Do you think possibly like the same type of bacteria, just not in the concentration yes. that it, because yeah. like, I mean, obviously that person had the, those like same sort of symptoms, just like, just like jacked up to like a thousand and then obviously died. That's crazy. I've, I've never heard of that before. I've heard it. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard about this before, but not this specific story, but I've heard like the warnings of like, you know, starchy foods, leftovers. Like you gotta be really careful. Like, I feel like, is that like super common? I, I'm it curious is. how many yeah. people. I mean, that's what the, that's what this whole um, uh, fried rice syndrome because is like, all about. But I mean, like obviously the fact that, that people are uh, like, there is a resurgence of like people sharing this story on. I don't TikTok. think people dying like this is common. Right. I mean, but, that guy like, ate, that guy ate some fucking like bad, bad jacked stuff. up bad stuff. Oh, Dogs are here. Relax. Relax, dogs. Relax, 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 relax. Dog party. Got to make sure that the cameras don't get... <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. That, that was it. That was what the health. And um, uh, and so, yeah. So, so leftovers suck. If you like leftovers, um, uh, if you like leftovers, maybe you should... Um, maybe you should... Stop eating them. Stop listening to our podcast. How about that? <laughs> Um, folks, thanks so much for listening and, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do that by leaving a rating or review on Apple podcasts, leaving a rating on Spotify, on the mobile app, leaving a rating and review wherever you have options to do that, where you listen to podcasts while you're lick, flicking your pod bean over there or whatever you, whatever you listen to there. <laughs> you. And, uh, if, if you want to uh, support further, come join us on discord. Lots of fun shit going on over Hell there. Yeah. You know, our girl Stina, producer of the week, uh, supplied us with a story and you could do the same thing. Come on over to Discord and uh, and hey, you can even come over there and fucking shit on us and complain <laughs> to us and, you know. You do whatever you want. Oh, really. whatever you want. Yeah, you, you know, like me, me playing a video from uh, from the Blood Rave and making reference to some 
poor person's period. You want to get angry at me for that? Come on over to Discord and <laughs> throw me under the bus. Yeah, and also if you haven't, if you if you're angry about uh, catfish coolie throwing up, um, <laughs> you can you can send us a letter. You can do that at letters. You can do that. Boy you Pack. can fucking send no, us a turn letter. That <laughs> turn that off. Turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks as always to uh, Richard Coyne for the theme music <laughs> of the show, to Donovan Morgan, who who helps us with sound design on our Monday episodes, and to Jeff Lonis. We couldn't do this without you guys. Letters at sickpointpodcast.com if you want to send us a, an email. If you want to apply to be on the show, go to our website, uh, find the button. And, uh, and big shout out to Jody Carrington. Congratulations on the launch of your new podcast. We can't wait for people to listen to it. And we think you're going to change the world. We love you, Jody. Everyone comes from somewhere. Everyone comes from somewhere. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.